Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. And as usual, I kind of waited till the last minute to get the information out, but I'm working on that. And I know I always say that. And today's topic is entitled Making a Difference. And some would say, how can we make a difference? What can I do to make things better for myself as well as other individuals? And that's why today is an interesting topic because many individuals are out there just doing that. Whether they are have decided to run for a position, it could be running for mayor, it could be running for senate, it could be running for a lot of different things. But tomorrow is a very important day. Now, I remember when I was in school, just starting off as a kid, there was a lot of things that I did not like that was happening at my school. So what did I do? Tried to make a difference. And I didn't realize this until when I thought about the show and I thought about some of the things that I've done because I've had people ask me before, why you never got into politics? First of all, I believe in doing the right thing no matter what, and y'all ain't no sellout, and you ain't going to blackball me and blackmail me, so that ain't going to work. Secondly, it's because I remember my grandmother always would tell me that you ain't going to, that ain't going to work for you. But when I was in elementary school and middle school and high school, I was always a part of a student council, whether I was the president, the treasurer, the vice president, I was always involved, and that was my way of making a difference even at my school. And I didn't even realize that, but when I became an adult and I started seeing how things were going, I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this unless I start running for, like, a school board member or something like that because um, I started knowing people and people knowing me and stuff like that, and so – but we all can make a difference. And one of the ways of making a difference is by just voting, just getting out and vote. Now, I put some information out there, and I have already said that millions have already did their part. Some individuals have already did the early voting. They mailed their votes in, and they did their part. But there are still individuals out there that are perhaps undecided, don't know um, who to vote for. Some individuals seem like they're just sitting under a rock and don't even know what's going on. And there is a lot at stake. It didn't really come to my attention until I remember after the elections for president and my daughter brought to my attention about the midterms. I was like, why is that going to be a big issue? We just got our first black female vice president. We you know, all this stuff is going on. My daughter was like, the midterms can make a big difference. And she was absolutely right. And see, even in school now, we learn, or they're teaching our children about politics. But what are they learning? What are they, you know, I remember learning about the legislative branches of government and, and a lot of those things. It was very intriguing to me. But then I also know that there's a lot of things that goes on behind closed doors that a lot of individuals don't have information to, and that's part of what they call the finger pointing, blaming each other. I remember when I was in, I'll never forget, when I was going to Willowbrook Middle School, 
those of you that are out there that remember me, I was the only one in the classroom at the time that wanted to be a Republican. And I'll never forget, I think my teacher name was Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones had me debate against someone else in regards to why I chose to be a Republican versus being a Democrat, which that's not my political party now, and I'm two each his own. But back then, it was because I was studying some of the things and some of the things that the, the um, Republicans believed in versus what the Democrats believed in, and I didn't like enabling individuals. I wanted individuals to, like, not just give people a handout, but give them an opportunity. And back then in the 70s and the early 80s, there were so many different programs out there, more programs then than what we have now. But I thought in middle school that that was kind of not really, it was good at that time, but some individuals became dependent upon some things. They had a sense of entitlement. And then things were being taken away. So what was happening was the rich was becoming richer and the poor was becoming poorer. And I saw that at a very young age, at a very young age. So now that I am a business owner, a therapist, I have the ability now to encourage, empower, aspire, and try to help individuals kind of fill in the gap and some of these areas where they may be struggling with, and that's not political. But if you are on a ballot, no matter where you are, if you are basically, you wrote a bill, or you, I'll never forget that little cartoon thing, I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill, you know, that kind of gave us a whole lot of information, schoolhouse rock. That was very educational for a lot of us, especially in the inner cities, because I was paying attention to the commercials or those little cartoons. But if you don't like something, do something. And that doesn't mean you have to be radical. That doesn't mean that you have to go out there and be violent. That doesn't mean any of that. There are ways to get your point across. Now, there's a lot of things on the ballot. I want to know from you what is important to you. Now, I'm just going to read what I had put down on the thing, and I said that tomorrow, November the 8th, is an important day for us in the United States. Thank God we're not over there in Russia or in some of these other countries that they're over there fighting and all this stuff is going on. But we have the ability to make a difference just by voting. There are several issues on the ballot, and there are also several important political seats out there that's going to make a difference in the lives of many. And so my door, I guess my dog got something to say. She don't leave me alone. Be quiet, Coco. Georgia. It's a lot going on in Georgia. I was listening to Jamal Bryant as he was talking about we don't need a walker, we need a runner. I was like, ooh, that was deep. You know, but we really need to start paying attention because we're getting so caught up in some of the small things We're missing the big picture. So when we start talking about these things and how we can make a difference, and like I said, millions have already voted. However, we must not forget the sacrifices that many have made so that individuals could vote. And I'm going to call Ms. Parks in a few minutes because I need to know what she got to say about this. Also, I want to personally thank those that are working at the voter polls. See, we kind of minimize the work that they do. They take time off. They sit in there. But some of these individuals have been on the news saying how they've been threatened. 
how they've been lied on. They go through a lot just sitting there working the pole. Personally, want to thank those individuals that are taking the time to do that. One of my friends, part of my buddy, Michael Williams, he do it every year, and he's from Alabama, and he truly believes in voting. So when we start talking about these things, and like I said, the dedication, but don't forget to vote. No matter what you do, just don't forget to vote. Because a lot of times individuals will start complaining after the fact. If you want to say something, do something, just go vote. You know, they, you got a mail-in ballot. I want to see individuals with their little sticker on saying, I voted. Now, I also want to know from you, because some people say people are not listening, they don't pay us no attention. I am on Facebook Live, and this show is heard in several different countries and several different languages, and you never know who's listening. So today is the opportunity just for you to say what's important, for you to get your voice out there and let it be known what you are really concerned about. You know, I just put some information as I was watching the news and going through some things, the reproductive rights, Roe versus Wade, when we start talking about abortion. Some individuals didn't even realize that that was a hot topic. But it's been a hot topic for years. But think about it. Why is it a hot topic? But what about the situations where individuals may have been um, raped or it could be incest or it could be that the mother is having some type of medical problems and may need to terminate the pregnancy? So is this going to be an all or nothing deal? So now what individuals are doing is they're like, look, we need to do something about this because this is a more serious topic than what we thought versus just trying to, you know, I don't want to say oust a race. I don't want to say that because I know back in the 80s, sad to say, but many African Americans looked at abortion as a form of birth control. We weren't taught right. We didn't know any better. It wasn't explained to us. So when we start seeing these clinics and all of this stuff, we didn't know what was behind a lot of that stuff. So we need to do better with educating individuals. And if you take away that right, what's going to be next? Did you think about that? So what if they do go from the reproductive rights to saying now you can only marry within your race or now you can't live in these certain areas like they did back in the day? Because sometimes you can give people too much power. And what are they going to do with the power? And sometimes that power gets abused. So you're saying reproductive here, but what about interracial relationships, interracial marriages, same-sex marriages, religion? Like I said, what's going to be next? Then we got gun control. People have been fighting about gun control for years. But yet, I was watching something, somebody wrote something on Twitter saying, it's dangerous being a rapper these days. We got people being gunned down in the street. Rappers dying at young ages, people shooting up schools, but yet individuals still saying, I want my right to bear arms. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have the right to bear arms, but it's being abused because there is no reason why these schools should be getting shot up and people should be dying in the streets like that. But there's always somebody behind this mess, and I'm not trying to do no conspiracy theory that I'm not trying to do. 
but the proof is in the pudding because look and see what's happening here. So we definitely need to do something about that when it comes to gun control. Also, education. Hmm, I have and I have not. When we started talking about education, for years, individuals were trying to make it affordable for individuals to go to college. I remember when we had community colleges are still out there. And community colleges is still just as good as going to a four-year university. Some junior colleges have basically partnered with bigger colleges just to make sure that individuals can transfer into a four-year university because not all of our children are ready from high school to go to a four-year university to go to these big schools because they wind up either on academic probation or they're struggling. So we're trying to make it to where individuals are able to first afford an education. Now, I tell people I graduated with my master's degree 20 years ago, and I still got student loans. Student loan forgiveness, really? That was something we were told it was probably going to happen. But then they stopped it to go to court. Really? <laughs> I'm like, really? You know, can, can, can we do something about these student loans? It said that mostly all of my money for student loans have been just going for interest only. But I thank God I was able to get an education. I thank God I was able to afford it at the time. But 20 years later, should I still be paying student loans? What about individuals? That's why when they start talking about the fraud and, you know, people doing these things, you got doctors out there with hundreds of thousands of student loan debt. Lawyers, my sister from another mother had me cracking up the other day where I said something to her about um, an organization, and I was sharing with her how I proposed to her a long time ago that we should do an organization to inspire and encourage women as well as men. And her response to me was, okay, Judge Abney, because she knew that was my thing. I was supposed to go to law school and then become a judge and retire as a judge. So now my friends, my clients, go get that law degree. I'm like, I don't want no more student loans. I don't want to do all of that. So, but I do want to make sure that those that are behind me have the ability to where if they're able and they have that drive and that motivation and determination, that money should not be a factor as to why they can't go to law school. Also, I want to talk about um, when we start talking about um, with students, our college students. You have more college students that are paving the way because one thing college do teach you is critical thinking. I'm not saying college is for everybody, but critical thinking, and they're now attracting more millennials in regards to individuals in their age group. You've got people talking about politics on TikTok. When I was there, I was like, they'll be struggling with Snapchat and TikTok and Twitter and all. But they're able to reach a mass majority of individuals to talk to them about what their views are. Because you've got to remember, your voice matters. What you say matters. Your vote matters. This election, and I'm looking at this, uh, my TV is on right now, the ballot measures that are out there, the constitutional amendments to affirm abortion access, 
Some people are not paying attention to this, but we need to. We really need to. Also, with this comes the control of Congress. Hmm, didn't know how the House, Congress, the difference. Sometimes we always want to point the finger and blame it on the president. I used to say that you could say, blame Obama, blame Oprah, blame God, blame Janet. Because <laughs> we always want to blame somebody for things. But when we start talking about control of the Congress and the votes, we saw there was a lot of things that happened earlier in the years when it came to the House and Congress that we know should have went another way. We know it. But because individuals did not want to vote against party lines, they knew that that was wrong, or they knew that they felt some other kind of way, but they didn't want to get caught up in the middle because individuals keep track of that. You know, Liz Cheney, I commend her for her courage, for her strength, for her fight and drive. She wasn't playing. She was not playing. And even though it turned out the way to where she lost her position, she was not going to lose her dignity and her integrity. And that makes a difference. It makes a big difference. And I do believe she's going to make a comeback. Because I know I've been in positions like that. Sometimes you can set people up. A setback could be preparing you for your comeback. Now, with all of this, <laughs> and we know our last president, and I'm not trying to be political here, I heard something say that he's talking about running again. Really? Really? And then I've heard things in regards to his men saying he may not be on the ballot, but basically on the ballot because he orchestrated and put people in certain positions. Did Herschel Walker ever really say he really wants to go into politics? Or did somebody say, hey, that's a good idea, because that's what I heard happened with Trump at one time. Now, with all of this, I'm going to tell you something that's important to me. Inflation, food, gas, and housing. Now, when we start talking about food, one thing people go do in the United States is we go eat, no matter what. We can be broke as heck, but we go eat. The restaurants are always full. The grocery store, the price of food is ridiculous for food. Cash. I'm so glad now I'm doing telehealth. I thought about applying for a job, and any therapist out there, I want to say, I'll put it out there, I got something in the mail that the San Diego Sheriff Department is hiring individuals in the field of mental health to work at the jails. That was something that I always wanted to do, too, to make a difference in regards to helping individuals that are currently incarcerated, and then maybe you can assess their mental health needs so that they do get out they're able to access resources. It was something I wanted to do. But then I thought about it. I said, you know, if you do this, you're going to be taking a pay cut, first of all. And then secondly, you got to drive to work and drive to the jail. The price of gas. Who can afford that now? Gas is ridiculous. Housing. You've got individuals. I was leaving L.A. this morning, and I saw people. One, I saw a tent on the freeway. The hill part of the freeway, a person had a bicycle and a tent. It's really gotten that bad? You sleeping on the freeway? Sleeping on the side of the road? People cannot afford housing. 
when you look at the price of housing, even to rent, you got individuals paying almost $3,000 to rent a three-bedroom house or a three-bedroom apartment. It's crazy. I have been seeing that I was going to buy another house since 2013. I was talking to my church sister, and she was talking to me about it. She was like, oh, they're going for and, and then I went to my, my favorite, my, not my favorite, but my city I said I now want to move to. I was looking at houses up almost $800,000. The last house I bought was in 2004, and I paid 615000 for it. And I thought that was crazy back then because it jumped from 300000 in 2003, 2004, 600000 I'm like, I'm not going to be doing that to myself. But how are people supposed to live? How are they supposed to live? Some of the other things that I wrote down, and I know that a lot of individuals just don't trust the election. They don't, for whatever reason. And some of that is because of things that they've heard, things that they've experienced, stuff that has happened. And then we have not only the, the distrust, we have where individuals are talking about voter fraud, but is there a lot of fraud going on? Now, I'm going to call Ms. Parks because I want to know what Ms. Parks got to say because it's not that many individuals that I know that are really into elections, but I know Ms. Parks was. So let me see if I can get her to answer the phone. And if you want to call in and join in on the conversation, because I want to know what's important to you. Give me a call at 387-1914. Now, Ms. Park's phone is ringing, so hopefully she will answer. I don't know much. She's not answering the phone. I don't know. I, I do not like when her phone does that to me. Okay. So, again, how can you make a difference? What can you do? What can you do for your community? And what are some of the things? Like I said, me just doing this show today and putting this information out here is by making a difference. This person want to answer her phone. How dare her? Okay. Let me see. I think it's not another number from Ms. Park. Yeah, she's not even answering. But that's okay. I'm going to call Mother Estelle. Know who to call? We start talking about politics, and she. Let me see if she answered the phone. Why does it say two fifty? Okay, let me see if this is the right number for her. I've been telling people if they don't call me, I'll call them. I can't call my daughter because I know she's at work. Hello. Hello, Mother Steph. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am well. You know what? I got you on the radio with me because nobody called in. So I called Ms. Parks. Her butt didn't answer, so I called you. But I have a question for you. Okay. I want I know that you were basically from Alabama, mm-hmm. and I know that being a senior or being a mother, tomorrow is election day. And I remember being a kid, and I didn't know much about politics at first, and then I started getting involved in student councils at school, and, you know, then when I became an adult, adult, I was like, uh, you know, I believe in doing the right thing no matter what, so 
politics became a dirty game, and I don't want to be a part of that game. But when it comes when it comes to voting and what's important, what is important to you right now when it comes to this election?
Even in High Dominion, you guys really didn't even really know me. You would always speak to me and talk to me, and then Joanne started talking to me. But, yeah, I never, I know my personality. I know my personality. That, nope. And I ain't scared of, nope, don't, don't play with me. <laughs> don't play with me. So, but the thing is, and like I said, when we start talking about these things, you're talking about the needs of the people. Individuals have a lot of needs, and they're so hurt and so broken. And sometimes, like I said, we got to give people the opportunity, not just constantly give people handouts. We do have to do better, and God is orchestrating and putting people in positions that when God, what God has for people, He ain't gonna do no, He ain't gonna make it wrong. He gonna make sure. And I know that individuals that will go behind people and backbite or come up with dirt and do all this, they gonna try to do all of that. But yeah, by that same yeah. token, things are being orchestrated and things are gonna be the way they're supposed to be. But we still gotta do our part. We just can't sit back and start whining, fussing, and complaining, but yet we didn't do anything to make a difference. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know. Thank you. Thank you. And I think that's what she done. I think she ran her mouth, couldn't pull off what she was running her mouth about, and she got out. Mm hmm. That's why that woman was looking for her. Wow. Wow. And, and, she said, and, and she put herself in the way that she was a white person. Mm. That's how she carried herself. That's how she carried herself still. Uh-huh. And a white person. Wow. But I don't know which one of the ladies was the friendless, but they told her off, told her about herself, and the difference in her and her other brothers and sisters. And she had that lady working for her, and her didn't keep out all of her friends from friendless. <laughs> wow. Because they didn't know who she was, really. Yeah. They didn't have no idea that she was some kin to pass their sales. And Joanne and Maria and Tim, mm-hmm. because that's how she carried herself. She thought she was better than all of us. Wow. And, uh, and uh, that, those women set her down over there and told her about herself. Miss mm-hmm. Park calling me now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see if I I don't know if I can merge the call to get her on the thing, too. Hold on one second. Hold on. Hello, Miss Park. How you doing? Baby, I was in the bathroom. I was calling to put you, I got you on, on here with Mother Still. I was calling to put you on the show with me because today's topic is making a difference. And I wanted individuals to voice their opinion about some of the things that's important to them. And I know how you feel about voting, elections, how you paved the way, how you've done things in your younger years to make sure that we educated individuals because education is key and resources. So I just wanted to hear from some individuals in regards to what's important to them right now. Because I know with my daughter, we were so busy about the presidential election, my daughter kept saying, Mom, the midterms going to make a difference. Mom, the political – I didn't know what she was talking about at first. I did not know until I'm seeing this stuff now. And I'm seeing how critical things are. And as we are getting older, I just want to be able to talk about some of the things that they need, some of the things that they're seeing some of the things that we've been through and what we're trying to get to. So I just wanted to hear your input. Oh, I didn't know. I forgot, I forgot all about today is Monday. Mm-hmm. Oh. You like me, because I don't pay no attention. <laughs> My mother, been a long time. Oh, well, y'all, you guys are my two favorite mothers. So 
When I get in trouble, I call either one of you. I'll be like, let me call Mother Estelle, or let me call Mother Parks, because I don't want them in trouble. Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. Now Miss Perkins is on here. She's watching us. I'm watching me on Facebook. Mother Perkins, you can call too, Mother Perkins, and call in on the show. Like I said, you can give us a call at 516-387-1914, because I do have Mother Estelle and Mother Parks on the air right now as we're talking about making a difference. Mother, Mother Parks, what are some of the things that you did to make a difference in regards to some of the things that you wanted to see change, even well, in your community? I don't know. I tried to tell the kids that it's important to vote. That's right. Yeah. And that was the... And I worked with the NAACP right there to educate the people as to what it meant and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can't even think now, girl. I don't know. I well, but, but the thing is, but you know what? But the education is key and it's making a difference because some of us don't know. We really don't know. We don't know what's going on. We don't know what the needs are. We don't know what some of the people want. I don't know because, like I told you, I don't get off into it. Well, it ain't getting... I don't hear from somebody else, you know, I don't get off into it. I vote, like I told you, I pray and I vote, but I know a lot of things that other people need. And uh, when my uh, my caregiver, he loved to get off into it. And I said, you know, I told you I don't talk politics in my home. Mm -hmm. But there's one thing I will tell you. Mm-hmm. If I had it to make a difference, I wouldn't stop to put apartments and condominiums and houses for God's people. Yeah. I would make a difference there. That's my dream. Okay. Okay, I think Mother Perkins may be calling in. Let me see something. Give me one second. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments. Blog Talk Radio. Never ended in Hi. Is that you, Mother Perkins? It's me. Yes, okay, ma'am. We're talking about making a difference and some of the ways that people can make a difference. I'm not trying to make the show political because I'm not into politics, but it is important that we vote, we do something, we say something. We can't keep walking around with our eyes waiting on somebody else to do something for us that we can do for ourselves, even within our community. And I know that a lot of it started in churches, where churches started getting together, but then churches became political and it became a hot mess. But what are some of your concerns that you're seeing to where you feel that either you or you want to see something different? You want to – something needs to change, something needs to happen. I, I came up in the 60s when mm-hmm. we had the movement meetings and we got together and did things in unity with a defined leadership that mm-hmm. we followed the advice of the leadership. And when mm-hmm. we did things, we did it together. I, I grew up in Birmingham, and I remember we did a boycott. They boycotted the uh, department stores. Mm-hmm. And everybody, boycott, everybody boycotted them. And uh, three of those stores were major uh, conglomerates like Macy's and stuff. They put them mm-hmm. out of business until this day. They uh, mm-hmm. they shut down a mall when they boycotted. They had the Eastwood Mall. Everybody go to Eastwood Mall. Boy, we mm-hmm. spent all day at the Eastwood Mall. Well, those stores got a lot of those stores got shut down in that mm-hmm. mall, 
and and until this day, they still aren't there. What I see today <clears throat> with these different movements, with these young people and everything, uh, is that they have no cohesiveness. Everybody mm-hmm. is off. This group is doing their thing. This group is doing that one. This one is doing that. And they cannot come to the table together to get some cohesiveness, to move as a unit. Listen, I know this is not political, but this is a fact. The Hispanics and the blacks, if we were to unify under one cause what's best for our neighborhoods and our children, we can control every and any election in this country. In the 60s, we mm-hmm. learned to block vote. We block mm-hmm. voted and got people out of office. We got people in office. And if you didn't do what you said you were going to do, we did recalls or we didn't vote again for you. Voting mm-hmm. is important. Let me, let me let me tell your listeners this. People died. People, mm-hmm. people died. Do you hear me? People gave up their lives so that you can mark a ballot. And if mm-hmm. voting wasn't important, why would they be doing so much redlining, gerrymandering, yeah. moving uh, polling places out of your neighborhood where you got to go five, six miles to vote, putting all these restrictions on you. If your vote did not matter, it mm-hmm. matters, people. It mm-hmm. matters. People died. People gave up their lives so that we will have an opportunity to be heard. Sitting around mm-hmm. complaining and talking ain't going to get nothing done. It is a proactive situation. If you don't do anything for yourself, why would you think somebody else is going to do it for you? It is time to go. stop all but of you, this. What, you, My vote you don't, don't count. I don't matter. You matter. Your vote counts. You're important. Your voice needs to be heard. You need to get up and do the things that are necessary. And for the young adults, the millennials, if any of them online, you need to get together. Mm-hmm. Get together. Mm-hmm. You know what? And that is, that's what makes a difference. But you know what? Yep, you've got to be on one accord. And one of the things, Mother Perkins, that I see a lot of, and like you're talking about, now you see more Hispanics running for office, too. You see individuals becoming, and even in Orange County, you see more um, Asians running for office. They're not playing. They're their agenda, and they're point across. So as African-Americans, when we step up, we normally be looking like a sellout or somebody that paid us off. Or the, it's like, come on, now, we got to do better. We really got to do better. stop putting each other down without mm-hmm. knowing the facts, just because you don't agree with someone, well, you may not be as knowledgeable as the next person. So if you don't mm-hmm. agree, this thing with, I, I don't want to get off the deep end, but I'm just going to throw it in the middle of the pile. This thing with with, with uh, Kanye West and, and uh, Kylie Irving or whatever his name is, the basketball player, 
what mm-hmm. he said, and then the NBA going to tell him, uh, if you want to play, you got to apologize. Let me tell you something. These young people, that, that young man, the 72% of the NBA is made out of black players. They wouldn't have money if we wasn't playing basketball. They ain't got that many white people that good. They got some. I'm, I'm not taking nothing away from anybody. And 43% of us watch basketball religiously. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we see uh, 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 Doritos advertised, and we're going to go buy Doritos when we get in the store because we saw it advertised on there. When we see Pepsi, we don't even drink so. We're going to start back drinking Pepsi because it's, it's, it's before your face. So the advertisers are getting rich off of us, and 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 they they, they look. Anytime we speak out against an injustice, it didn't have to be Kanye. They did Martin Luther King. Like, look, this ain't nothing new. They did Martin Luther King like that. They followed him around. They they pay people to try to get information. We in the meetings, and they're sitting there taking notes. And all this stuff. Listen, this is not new what's going on. It has always gone on. When we were on the plantation, when we were on the plantation, what did they do? They got that one black man Mm -hmm. to tattletale on what everybody else was doing. When they was plotting, leaving, and running and stuff, that's why Harry Tubman said, if you... It's so Harry Tubman say if you if you stop on the trail and blow your brains out because you're not gonna give me up and you're not gonna uh, uh, have them follow us. It's it's an age old thing. It has always happened, so it should not be a surprise to us. But we need to gather around and promote. I may not like everything you say or do. But that does mm-hmm. not mean I need to drag you through the mud in public. I can True. pull you off to the side and say, hey, Jeanette, why did you say such and such? I don't understand that. What did you mean by that? We have got mm-hmm. to stop because it ain't us. It ain't us. It's even in the church. If it ain't us, if we ain't the ones speaking, if it ain't us, if it ain't our family members, we can't support it. We need to throw that craziness to the wind because you know we what? are not that is every so true. That is so true. And I like how you put that out there. I mean, if I disagree, help me better understand what position you're coming from. Help me, you know, even like I said, with me putting the show together, like I said, it wasn't about politics. It's about making a difference. You know, I remember being in school in the schoolhouse rock song when it says, I'm just a bill, yes, I'm only a bill. Yeah. How do you get written into law? If we need to start yep. writing bills, legislations, we need to we need to understand our government. We need to understand what's going on. I couldn't understand how I went to the McDonalds and my stuff came up to twenty one dollars but I had almost three dollars in taxes. What the heck? <laughs> three dollars yeah. breakfast yeah. deluxe. The lady that, Proposition 1, Proposition 1, that didn't make no sense to me. I'm looking at my receipt. I go out and eat with my daughter. 
We go to Outback Steakhouse. I bill $176, and it says if you want to, the tax thing, an additional tax would be $40 more. Dollars. Really? Yep. I, I'm just yep. like, uh-uh, this is just too much for me. Something got to give. We, we we don't pay attention to propositions or anything. The lady that started Proposition One for uh, for rights that that was a woman that wrote mm-hmm. that up and introduced it to her state legislator, and now That's it's what... on the ballot. When we see things going on, we need to call our elected officials mm-hmm. and not just mm-hmm. call and complain. Call them with a plan. Go to their office. Submit this. I want this into, I want it on the ballot. I want it on the bill. When you see these people out at Walmart and places getting you to sign off on stuff, uh, most of them are Republicans, and they're getting your signature to bag up their bill. Oh, this is about uh, 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 low gas taxes. Oh, no, about the gas taxes. What about it? And who's sponsoring it? I'm not just going to sign it because I don't know who's behind it. See, a lot of this stuff is behind the people that you normally would not agree with or Mm -hmm. stand with. But they're collecting enough signatures to put that measure on the ballot. We have got so used to people doing stuff for us that who took the time on, on my ballot here in Riverside County we had to vote for six judges mm-hmm. in the superior court. In the superior court, well, they didn't have anything in the book about it. So you know what I had to do? I sat down and googled every one of them. I looked at what they said they stood for. I looked at the things that they did. I looked at people's comments. And then I made an informed decision, yes or no, I'm voting for your reelection. Look, we don't just mark things, and then we skip over. We vote for the governor, and that's probably it, or for uh, the, but you need to know and be informed. You know what I like what you said? We don't read. I'm I'm looking at my ballot right now. You said Riverside County. I'm San Diego County. And even when we got we got the state up for governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, controller, treasurer, attorney general, yep. insurance commission, member state yep. equalization, we got senators up for election, United States Senate, yep. U.S. representatives, state senators, state assembly. But when you look at judicial, that's where it makes a big point, too, with judges. Like I said, I'm one that was legal. When it comes to law, I love law. But when I'm looking at all of this, and I didn't know when I was in middle school or high school that if I wanted to be a judge, you got to be voted in, and you got, and it becomes. I did not know that. I just wanted to be an attorney and retire as a judge. But when you're looking at for chief justice of California, for associate justice of the Supreme Court, the associate justice, yep. of the, you got all of these people on it. You don't know what, nothing about what these people stand for, who they are, what they do. You can mess around here and start voting yes or no, and we not even paying attention to stuff. That's what it ends up in. It ends up in trouble. These people get up in there and they don't do nothing. Correct. That's right. They vote them in and then they don't do what they say they're going to do. That's what Perkins said. They don't do what they say they're going to do. Correct. But 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 when we're voting people in, that we don't know what they stand for. 
Mother Perkins, you made a valid. She made a valid point because we're so busy looking at governor, going for governor. We looking at somebody's proposition, and the proposition changes per county. But some of these judges are making decisions in the courtroom. Some of the stuff that's happening in the courtroom that we're not paying attention to. And some of the stuff where we disagree, and it goes to the appellate court before it even hits the Supreme Court. How do you think Trump was able to do a whole lot of stuff? He stopped the Supreme Court. He made sure exactly. he put people in certain positions. So, that's right. We hear these things, and we see these things going on, and we'll talk about it right now, but we don't get up and do nothing about it. Yep, that's and true. Oh, I do. We need to ourselves and start making a stand and stop signing on these papers, like she said. You yeah. Know, so we know what it's all about. Well, she just showed taught me something, because mm-hmm. before I start working these things, I'm about to Google some of these judges up to see who Listen, is this. I told everybody up here. You know, Everybody up here that that would listen, I told them about those judges. I'm like, uh uh-uh, don't vote for that one. Yeah, wait, wait, man, mother, mother, mother Perkins was saying something. What you say, Mother Perkins? I told everybody I knew about them. I told all my family and my friends. I told people in church, uh-uh, this this person, they don't stand for this. They don't stand for that. Look at their record. I, I how you know? I googled them. I'm not trying. Mm-hmm. See, the thing about it, when we have knowledge and try to share it, other people, they get, we so quick to get mad. Oh, you just think you're so smart. You so, I, I've had to tell people in church about doing something. Oh, you just, I'm like, girl, I've been sitting here. I'm 73 years old. I've been in church since I was three that I can recollect. I was probably mm-hmm. in there before then, but I remember from three years old. Did you think I was just sitting here with my head in the sand? Not knowing, not paying attention, not seeing stuff. I grew up in a preacher's house. My dad was an activist. They burnt crosses in our yard. That's a freaky, scary thing to see a nine-foot cross burning in your front yard. You want to wake up, call, open your door to that. I mean, we we went through, I went through all of this as a child. And now that I'm older and I'm old, I see the value I understood it then, but I see the real value of trying to pass this stuff on. And and the problem is these young people don't want to hear it because they discount you. And like I had to tell someone who the one in the church, girl, don't ever discount me because you don't know where I come from. You know what, you don't you know what motherfuckers? That's why when I was doing this show and people wasn't calling in, I said, let me call Mother Mother Parks, Mother Estelle, and then you. I needed yeah, I some wisdom. I got your thing. I needed some wisdom out there. But I want to. I know we only got less than a minute left on the show. But I want to talk about some measures that they're talking about for voters. I don't know if it's on everybody's ballot, but Prop One, constitutional right for reproductive freedom. That's a very important measure that we need to take mm-hmm. consideration with regards to where you stand. Mm-hmm. And like I said right to choose. And then Prop 26 allows in-person roulette, dice games, sports wagering on tribal um, lands, gambling. I mean, I like to go to no, don't get me wrong, but by that same token, I've seen people lose thousands and thousands of dollars at the casino that make don't make no sense. How are you in a casino with all that doggone money? Are you taking care of your responsibilities? So when you start talking about online betting and all of that stuff, we need to pay attention to that. 
Another one, and I kind of skipped to get to the here while ago, excuse me, mm-hmm. about Mike Leverton. Did you see him on your ballot, Mike Leverton? Yes, yes. And, yeah, and, and people's asking people to vote for him every year. He did that. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, like another person said, I saw my phone where he spent thousands and thousands of dollars in big expensive drinking parties and things. And, and he, oh, people mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Vote for him, vote for him. When I vote for this and I looked him up, I said, uh, and I'm not going to vote for him. Yeah. Exactly. Let me, let me, let me exactly. say these positions. Prop 26, or 28 provides additional funding for arts and music education in public schools. I think we need that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people yeah. are sitting out in the schools and the educational uh-huh. in regards That's to the, the funding, because of the funding. And then this was a bit, a bit a big one, too. Prop 29 requires on-site licensed medical professionals at kidney dialysis and establishes other state requirement initiatives. Now, I've seen some things that on the TV, and I guess it's not on my ballot, but with this, and it's confusing individuals, you got a lot of people on dialysis. And I've heard the commercials. The commercials can confuse us, too. And it talks about if you vote yes or if you vote no, whatever the case may be. They said vote no. no. But that we don't Jeanette, my pastor takes dialysis from them, and mm-hmm. there is a doctor on, on on staff in there. The state requires that for licenses at these facilities, there is mm-hmm. a license. There is a doctor there, or nurse practitioner, uh, 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 a what is a PA physician <laughs> assistant, and you do have a nurse because the nurse has to. Uh, be able to uh, hook you up to so yeah. So these people are already already there. So the ballot initiative. This is third time it's been on the ballot. We got both at the same time. Yeah, third or fourth time it's been on the ballot. So mm-hmm. what they want to do, they want to put it in there where you have to have these doctors and things. All it is is the insurance companies don't want to pay for people dialysis, so they want to put this initiative where you got to have a doctor with this in there, that, and the other. No, that's why they say vote no, because. You guys are both talking at the same time. So I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Mother Perkins, in regards to it's already there. So now this is more for the insurance thing. So that's where we need to be educated. And the other one is they talk about Prop 30, provides funding for programs to reduce pollution and prevent wildfires by increasing tax on personal income, you know, which is another one. And then Prop 31, um, they talk about the referendum on 2020 laws that would prohibit the retail sale of certain flavored tobacco products. Now, that one is an interesting one because you've got a lot of kids that are vaping, Teenagers that are facing yeah. dangerous. Right. You got the the county measures a cannabis business tax. Now they legalized marijuana, and people don't realize that you can still go to jail for being under the influence of a controlled substance. You can still get a DUI yeah. driving under the influence. Yep. So some individuals want to brag about, I got a right to smoke marijuana. It's legal. Now they tax it. They want some money out of this. We need to start thinking about some of this stuff. Exactly. Exactly, exactly, and that's to take the flavored stuff out because you got young kids vaping because it's bubble gum and all. Oh, it ain't it ain't harmful. 
It's just water mixed with this liquid. No, it's nicotine in that liquid, sweetheart. And nicotine is very addictive, okay? So yeah, you're damaging yourself. So, Mother Perkins, I know we ran out of time, and I know i got to get ready to start seeing clients. What do you want the listeners to take from this show as we talk about making a difference? What is one way you would like to get a person you would share, this is how you can make a difference? I- I want us to be more informed, to be able to make better informed decisions and come together and let's work out the differences we have because most of them are just petty. We don't have to think alike, wear the same clothes, walk alike, quack alike, a duck to be a duck. That's because I got too much background noise, and that's why I had to move the phone. Because it's, I don't know if it's Mother Park's background noise, but somebody got a lot of background noise. Okay. She was talking about ways that you can make a difference. Being together, sticking together. Yes, I heard you. I heard you. Okay. Okay, Mother Estelle, what is one of the ways you would like to tell a person how they can make a difference? Like Mother Perkins said, we all get together and stand on what we talk about and what we say and what we put in. The way we go stand to make a difference. All right, Ms. Parks, what is one of the ways that you would like or you know that a person or that you can see a person can make a difference, Ms. Parks? They need to educate themselves as to what's going on and really understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank you, ladies. I love you. I appreciate you. Joanne, I see you on there. No, Joanne, I'm not in the tent. This is a backdrop. I got a lot of different colors. It was falling apart, so I got tired of people looking at my walls. So I just put it up here. So you know, I gotta do something to change a little color in the background. So that Joanne sent me a text about, "Are you in a tent?" <laughs> no, I'm in my computer. Okay, with a background. It's kind of racist. So I gotta put it on. I can't wait to get back to my interns. I I just was contacted by USC School of Social Work, so these interns don't have no idea. I got a whole lot of stuff. They can do whether help me in radio, help with domestic violence, help with child abuse, help with parenting, help with substance abuse. I got a whole lot of stuff. Even that's where one of the ways I make a difference is because I allow people the opportunity to be able to go out and help other people, even within their community, and also sharing with them other things that are available in regards to even jobs. Like I said, I just got a flyer about um, the San Diego Sheriff's Department are looking for a mental health specialist paying over $103,000 a year to work within the jail system. That's what people need to mm. be seen. They need help in there because they're letting people out that have mental health issues that's going back out in the street and recreating crimes and killing folks. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. control, gun control was nowhere on none of my ballot. Yeah, nowhere on my ballot was gun control, but yet you got people shooting up schools. Something in churches, like something needs to, to be say, done. Can I say this before we go? Yes. Like I was trying to say about this dialysis OEM, they, they got a doctor in up there taking ladies in that have to have dialysis and don't want nurses in there with them. They don't want them. I can't get with mothers like that. And she started screaming up in there, and she'd run up in there, and she didn't know what had happened and what went on. And she called me and told me about this. I started praying. But she got her mother right and had her mother to try sit and try sit to send her somewhere else. Yeah. Well, I thought that was awful. The thing is, if you see something, say something. I do my part, mm-hmm. and I'll, if it comes yeah. my way, I don't mind sharing information because I take time out of my day 
to make sure that I put this information out there because I'm very obedient to the Spirit in regards to what needs to be said or what should be mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's all I do. Do my part. Jeanette, before, before you before you leave, before we get off, can you uh, when you hang up, text me your number because I I need you to serve on this board. I know you'll like fifteen other ones, but uh, I'm putting together a mental health ministry mm-hmm. for our jurisdiction for our jurisdiction. And uh, like I told you, I was going to school, so I got my, uh, I, I took the module, you know, like they have modules of courses, so I have my certification uh, down, thank God. And uh, so I, I, I need, because I'm putting together a resource committee so that when people have to be referred so I don't, and, and I kept telling my bishop about you and uh, the work that you do and everything. And uh, so can you send me your number, text me your number? Mm-hmm. I will text you my number as soon as I get off the air. I will give that to you. That's yeah. not a problem. Okay? Thank you. Okay? All right. I will definitely you. do that. You're welcome. So thank I want you. to thank you guys for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate it. Now, Tuesdays is when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you receive biblical teachings from someone in ministry or either myself, Jeanette Abney, a licensed therapist. And I want to talk tomorrow about jealousy. We've got a lot of jealousy going on around here, that jealous spirit. We need to do something about that spirit because you can't move forward like Mother Perkins was saying. If you're backbiting, if you're talking about folks, if you're jealous, we've got to address that spirit because we've got to do better. So we're going to be talking about jealousy, how to identify it, if it's you, how to work on you, how to, you know, what's, what God has for you is for you. We don't need to be trying to bring nobody down, put them off on nobody. We're going to talk about that because we even not only see it in the church, but we also see it in families. And people get offended mm-hmm. when you see it, but it's not to be to offend anyone. you got to work on that. you really got to work on that. Like Dr. Phil used to say, you cannot acknowledge. So tomorrow we're going to be talking about jealousy at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Until then, remember, you got this. Bye-bye. Bye, Mother Perkins. Information now. All right. Thank you, Mother. Bye. Bye, Mother Perkins. Bye, Sister Park. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye, Sister Park. Okay, bye-bye.